who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Cardi, with two hot boys. Matt Perslow. Hello. Jesse Gomez. Hey. Hey, hot boys. I'm not afraid to call people hot if they're looking hot. And you boys are looking hot. It's quite warm in here, to be fair. But, yeah. Weather, the weather is getting a, a bit on the uh, hotter side, isn't it? Not, not. I wouldn't say hot, but, you know, we're getting Sweaty. into warm territory at times. It's a mild 15 degrees where I am. Yeah. Oh, do you know what, though? looks bloody warm on Arrakis. I know you are avoiding that <laughs> Dune trailer, uh, Matt, but I, I watched oh, it. And my God. God, could I not be more excited for a film now than that? God. Is, uh, I'm not gonna, yeah, yeah, it is one of those where it's kind of like, uh, I'm biting at the bit for like a film film. Like mm-hmm. I've, all, all the start of this year, I've been trying to watch like films that I consider film films rather than kind of like just popcorn. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that I'm looking for like, a Scorsese joint, but just stuff mm. like like the menu is the kind of thing that I'm looking for. Those okay, kind yeah. of things that have got a bit more substance to it than a lot of the stuff that we cover. And obviously, Dune is a big sci-fi, but has that substance, has that yeah, kind yeah. of like production. Mm. Uh, well, all I'll say is it looks phenomenal. Sounds even better. I, I just I cannot wait. Big uh, milky Austin Butler is looking <laughs> creepy. So uh, he's playing Fade Roofer, isn't he? So he's yeah. Sting's character he's from the Sting, Lynch yeah. version. <laughs> oh, it's gonna. Oh, it's just gonna be good. Yeah, we were talking yesterday. We've got what? What a summer to winter oh, we've got. Yeah. We've got Barbie, Oppenheimer, Mission Impossible, um, Indiana Jones, and then June. We've Asteroid got, oh, City. Asteroid yeah. City. We've got, <laughs> Oh, film films are back, baby. <laughs> I don't know if they're ever really gone, but they're, they're back. Mm. But um, yeah, God, can't wait for that. I'm not so excited about Gran Turismo. I won't lie; that looks fairly, uh, no. <laughs> fairly bland. Might to have to be a streaming one. That yeah, um, wasn't a big fan of that trailer. Anyway, we'll talk about uh, a film later because me and Matt last night went out saw a little film called Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Because we've been on the search for, as you're saying, on the search for a film. Film, so we went and saw the latest MCU uh, project. Um, but first, let's talk about a couple of games. 
We will talk about Redfall, but we'll oh, we start on something positive first. Uh, I think, Jesse, you finished Jedi Survivor last night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really, really good, I think. Um, I, I'm i not sure if I've mentioned this in previous podcasts or not, but I wasn't the biggest fan of Fallen Order. For me, the combat was just a bit too slow and the level design wasn't particularly my my favorite. There was far too much sliding. Um, like, and you, you know, it's clear that it's, it's got that from soft uh, inspiration. You know, you lock onto an enemy, parry a couple of times, and then you move into strike. Um, and I think for a Star Wars game, I always think back to Jedi Knight because um, you know it has those multiple stances, it has different lightsaber styles, dismemberment as well, and it's just overall quicker and a bit more mm-hmm. precise. And with Jedi Survivor, like a lot of my problems I had for the original game have been fixed. You know, you are still locking onto enemies and stuff, and it's not as fast as I still prefer, but you have those different stances. The action is more refined, closer to something. Um, I think you mentioned this previously, uh, Matt, in a piece you did. It's like more Sekiro instead of more like, mm-hmm. you know, like demon souls, essentially on the PS3. Just it feels faster yeah, and better. It, it's largely switched from being a defensive fighter to a very mm. offensive fighter and sort of like you have to kind of like, you know, essentially find the rhythm between your the blade of your opponent and yours yeah whereas because a lot of enemies didn't necessarily fight that way in the original game mm. there was less it, it kind of had a different vibe to it yeah i i finished it this week as well and yeah i think my main takeaway is it's obviously yeah that quick combat but i think this time they've lent so much more heavily into being inspired by god of war and titanfall than yeah. a souls game which they did in the first one and mm-hmm. some of the best moments of this game is when it goes almost uncharged god of war style cinematic and then you've got those like i'm not gonna spoil sections later on but a couple of distinct levels where i was like this feels like something out of like the end of titanfall or something yeah. and titanfall 2 to be specific and yeah it just felt like not that fall order was a bad game and if it was a bad game perfectly fine, fine. Yeah. yeah but this is like a proper return to like respawn being like one of my most like you know Excite the more and more exciting studios out mm. there, I think. And yeah, I've finished it. I still, I'm gonna go around and do. I'm not sure I'm gonna get the plot. I'm not sure, but I'm good. There's so much more to do. And <laughs> I've yeah, I just pottering I around. More excited. Like an hour before work, I was pottering around it. I was like, I actually think I prefer the kind of like, you know how Dale, when we were doing our God of War spoiler cast, was talking about the concept mm. of like he really liked that he barreled through the main story, yeah. and then it meant that he'd almost got like an entire game left to play, yeah. and he had mm-hmm. a great. And, you know, I I have had a similar experience with God of War. I think I did more during the time. But with yeah. Survivor, I have done that. I barreled through the main campaign. I did that in 20 hours. And now I'm playing this other game. And I actually prefer this other game to God of War's quote-unquote other game. I actually think mm-hmm. I like doing the other shit in this world mm. more yeah. than I like God of War's equivalent of this. And I think of God of War's very highly. Yeah, I think God of War, like if you talk God of War or God of Ragnarok, I think they're better games in totality, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But Fallen Order is my game of the year so far. And I do agree. I think you mentioned it last week. I do think one area this trumps God of War is in its level design yeah. and its puzzle design. They're more interesting in this. They're more, they do feel a bit more open. Um, it, part of it's but like it, it's a Jedi, right? Like being able to yeah. do those flips and, and, and wall runs and stuff like that creates these really beautiful traversal puzzles. Mm. Yeah, it's almost like. We haven't mentioned it before, but there is a lot of, and 
suppose they were kind of probably influenced by Jedi's in some way, but there is a bit of control to it as well. Like control, you basically had Jedi powers, and mm-hmm. yeah, that was essentially a Metroidvania, wasn't it? So yeah. like, yeah. yeah, there's just there's just a lot in Jedi of games I love. There's a lot of like there's like five of my favorite games meshed in into this game, and yeah. it's but it's not perfect. Like I do think, like you said, the story towards the end picks up and is good, but for the most part, is fairly meh. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, I just. I, I just want to play more. Yeah, I'm I'm not done with it yet. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. So I'm good. I'm on the like picking around, like doing the bounties at the moment because I only mm. actually did one bounty as part of kind of the storyline, and so now I'm just going off doing bounty hunts. One of the things that I just love is like loads of the bounty hunters have got like lightsabers and shit like that <laughs> because <laughs> it's it's in an era where the whole point of being a bounty hunter would be go and hunt down Jedi's. Like yeah. they, they'd have yeah. that as part. Of, like it would be an easy task. Well, not obviously an easy task to pick up a Jedi, but you're in an era when everybody's like, kill the Jedi, like Order 66 <laughs> has been put through. And it probably would be a bounty board where it's like, do you think you're hard enough? And if they've killed a Jedi, it's just like, that's my prize, isn't it? I get a yeah. lightsaber now. It's like, you're not necessarily good with it, but it means that for me, I get more opponents that have got lightsabers that aren't just like evil Sith Lords. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, exactly. did, were you like were you like me and every time you went on a new mission changing your outfit and your lightsaber color every time or were you just sticking with one the whole time uh, i think i said last time that i found like the thematic kind of run through of kind of like mm. i chose cal's outfits and lightsaber mm-hmm. designs to go with the story arc so he became much more jedi looking as the story goes yeah, on i think i tried them all ultimately um but yeah you I were just... wearing the mullet weren't you <laughs> i didn't do you know what I didn't even find the mullet. I haven't even got it. <laughs> Neither did I until this morning. I found it this right, morning. So, so I, I there we go. I had the like um like bandana look, the one yeah. with the um head um not bandana, head headband look. Kind of Cobra Kai look. <laughs> yeah, and I've got the big moustache as well, and I've got like the orange pilot uh, outfit as well. Mm-hmm. I just look cool. My um so cool. my cow and it was only pointed out to me yesterday because um, early on in my playthrough I didn't realise that my guy sort of looked like Theo Von, like the American comedian. I don't know if you've ever seen him before. Sort of just like a redneck looking dude. Like I had the vest on and stuff and just also like a bad haircut. But then I sort of mm. gradually shifted to having a more musketeer looking Cal Kestis with like commander outfit on and mm. nice purple lightsaber. I like changing a BD up. Mainly I just had him as like R2D2 uh, blue and white. <laughs> Colours. But then for a couple of missions I uh, made him green and brown and called him my little Shrek. <laughs> uh, but there we go. I just, yeah, what a fun game. And mm. yeah, I can't wait to... To get into more, a very pleasant surprise. Maybe it shouldn't be a surprise. Why would we doubt respawn? It's just. I think it's surprising how good it is. Like, like it's it's a top yeah. tier kind of like high eight, yeah. mid nine kind of game. If you're not playing on PC, that is by the sounds of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, had a, I had a rotten time doing that, but I, I pulled through. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, very good game. I wish we could say the same <laughs> about Redfawn. I know Matt. This this one. This one hurts you probably more than most of us because you are you are our resident arcane fan. I, I don't get me wrong, I love I love arcane games, but you you have you have a soft spot for arcane. And, and, it's an adoration, you know, I suppose, isn't it? They're like one of my yeah. in the top five studios of of, of all time. For exactly. Me. And um, this, you know, I don't. This is your chance now. We'll give you the platform to just, <laughs> you know, if you need to cry, cry, yeah, <laughs> cry, cry and but, scream. Yeah. Here we go. Red, Redfall. Where, where's it all gone wrong? So I think um, that is a question that I hope one day is answered. I do not believe for one second that this is just the case of a developer that has 
gone out and made an absolute travesty like on their own kind of like merry path yeah something me, must have happened for me this feels like there's there's a big kind of issue between mistakes made by arcane mistakes made by bethesda and Zenimax, and mistakes made by microsoft i cannot tell you what those mistakes are i was yeah. not in the rooms when they happened but some developers make sh- shit games right and 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 some developers we know we we just consider developers that aren't in the upper echelons of other things and we expect their games to we come in with lower expectations for them uh arcane has never made a bad game in my opinion my, all of arcane's games are in my top tiers for this yeah um obviously arcane is split into two studios you have arcane leon which are the guys that made Deathloop uh the other year mm-hmm. this is from the team that made prey i think prey is fantastic i think mm. prey moon crash is kind of an expansion of that is fantastic um for this game to come from that developer, I think is very, very surprising. So I, I do think there's more to it than just this is a bad game, but that's what makes it a tragedy. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, I'm sure you do. Like it's been since this game came out on Tuesday, it's literally all anybody's bloody t- been talking about. Is Arcane, so Arcane, the guys that made like Dishonored and Prey, have made a open world four player co op shooter which is a bit like, I guess, a Borderlands game to a certain extent. If you want to be harsh, it's Avengers, but with vampires instead of a... <laughs> to uh, a degree, yes. Aim. It's, it's got yeah. looter-shooter elements. Um, yeah. There's there's vampires. There's kind of like a, I guess, what you consider quite a loose story. It's much more about kind of like going out and pottering around and doing missions. Yeah. And I've now played about 18 hours of this between... Uh, I've Damn. played it with you guys. I've played it with, with other people that were reviewing at the time. Um, and there is... I think the biggest tragedy about this game is when I compare it to another co-op game that came out a couple of years ago, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance, That everything about that game is bad. It's come, it came from like mm. a very unproven developer and everything about it was utterly miserable. I don't think everything about Redfall is utterly miserable. I think there are some ideas in here where you can see the absolute shine of Arcane like piercing through what is essentially a giant pile of rocks. Um, <laughs> some really interesting ability work, some good occasional good level design. But ultimately, this is a game that I'm now at the 50% mark on this game. So I've played mm. half of what it has to offer. They've all of it has been going out into empty areas to fetch an item and bring it back. There have been two missions that were something different, one of which was the mission that they gave us for me to go and preview, which is why my preview was like reasonably upbeat because it was (laughs) a Dishonored style... You know, yeah. you've got, I think, did you guys play, House, no, Cardi, I've played House of Echoes with you, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, a dishonored style. There's a big mansion with multiple ways in. And when you get in, you kind of have to pick your way around, like clear out rooms, find where different items are and, yeah. and piece together a story. In 50% of the game, which is the first map, that is the only mission that's like that. That's there is insane. then, there's a boss fight at the end of that section, which is, not a very good boss fight. It starts with a really wonderful visual piece. And I was like, oh, wow, this is this is arcane, finally. This is a bit of their visual flair. Mm. And then it was just a boss fight where you he stands in the middle of the room and you shoot him. Um, yeah. Every <sighs> other thing that I've done in this game is going through empty streets to pick things up to bring them back. Yeah. I mean, it just reminded me of like when we actually started playing it properly, mm-hmm. all of us, just that one time. 
And one of the first missions we did, if not like actually the first proper mission we did, was an NPC asking like, can you return my father's watch to my mum's grave um, mm-hmm. so that, you know, the family can be together? And in my head, I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. We're going to go over there, fight some vampires. Maybe we're going to enter like the family crypt or something. Like we're going to a graveyard, mm-hmm. vampires. It's going to be creepy. It's not like that at all. We just went there drop the watch i picked it up by accident yeah, then you stole it again <laughs> i yeah. stole but that's the thing like we just killed like one or two vampires missions over and it's yeah. like that mm-hmm. shouldn't be but an introduction is, but even you stealing it that's the sort of thing that in our came would have repercussions like i think you've seen yeah. both ends of this story I, yeah. it doesn't have any repercussions no 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 so so whatever you do it is 99 the same that that watch essentially if you take it uh when you have the opportunity to steal it you obviously get it earlier in the game mm. If you don't, you just pick it up later from the same yeah. enemies that are populated <laughs> later in that yeah. quest, regardless is, of what you do. This is just the problem. Like outside of all the technical issues, mm-hmm. and this game is like riddled to hell. Yeah. Like, like, and not just yeah, like more than more than I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, not necessarily like hard crashes, but just like the actual progress stopping bugs where you have to yeah. stop. You know, manually I mean, stop the we, game. We stopped again. playing because we literally couldn't crouch or like mm-hmm. pause the game properly. Yeah. Buttons stop working, textures don't load, enemies just teep up, like absolutely just in no state at all. But its b- biggest crime is, I think, even if it runs smoothly, it's just dull. And yeah. the last thing an arcane game ever is mm-hmm. is dull. Mm-hmm. Like you at least it gives you a path. And like I'm gonna steal something from a uh, skill ups review on YouTube here. Like the the biggest crime is yeah. Like I just think of like I just can't stop when I'm playing this game thinking of like Dishonored Two and how that yeah. lets you. There is no one way to do any mission in that game. Mm. There is like four ways to do everything. And every mission in this game is like you said, pick this up, put it there. Like there's the example of finding the key in a building to open a door. You literally just walk around that house until you find the key on a table. That is the solution. Like Mm. it is just, I don't see what fundamentally has has gone wrong here. This is puzzling. Yeah, Yeah. obviously uh, kind of funny managed to, God knows how bag Phil Spencer to to talk to him like two days after this game came out and had this interview where he you know he's taken full responsibility but one of the things he does say is that this wasn't a case of a delay and I both agree and disagree there it's like this game clearly should have been delayed from yeah. my perspective just because it has shipped with far too many bugs and texture issues mm. and things but even when this game has been polished up to the point where it works. It is fundamentally a notable step down for Arcane because it, it yeah. it's quite a very basic. It, it it's to the point where it's like it's dull because it's very basic. It's yeah. very very simple. Mm-hmm. And what I will say is is like I have had fun with this game with the with, with with people that I've played with. The two people that I was playing with aside from you are very very devout um, Arcane enthusiasts along with me. And we were doing that thing where you find kind of the glue between each of the abilities. One of the things that Arcane's done, which is a strange thing, but I understand where the concept has come from, is Corvo as a character in Dishonored, for example, has a very large skill set. And that is what enables you to make lots of different approaches to combat. And what they've effectively done is carved Corvo into four different characters. So if you want to do this element of Corvo, you play this character. If you want to do this element, you play this. So, for example, the stealth side of him is ba- is based around Jacob, you know, this sniper that can go invisible, that can yeah. scout. If you want to be the slightly more explosive version of um, 
of him, you would choose uh, Remy or Davinda, for example, who have things like they can make big electric storms or they can use C4. And if you want the mobility of Corvo, you'd use Layla, who can create this spectral kind of elevator that fires people into the air. Now, when you've got multiple, like three people together, you can create that kind of like really nice elements of chaos that are going on. And so when all of that's firing, I think there's genuinely fun there. And like when you're using the stake launcher and all of that, like it looks great when the vampires get staked. The problem is, is there are not enough frequency of interesting kind of like design setups, at least I will emphasize this. I've only played the first 50%, which is the first map. I don't know quite how things develop later on and whether there are more interesting levels, but... In that first, which I was really surprised to have got to the end of that first map, and it was like, you've done 50% of the main quests. But in there, the fun was being made by us rather than necessarily the game's level design and Mm. objective design. Yeah, I think I'm I'm lower on you. I'm struggling to find the fun in this game. Even when we were combining things like, there's just literally not enough enemies for us all to have Mm -hmm. fun. There's like sometimes two enemies in a whole building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And between thing, three like, of us, like the, it's ridiculous. The the enemies, like whether they're just you know the human sort of zealots or the vampires, are just so incredibly stupid. Like you could rush towards them, and I did it with nit- literally every vampire we faced when we were playing um, together. Yeah. Just went right towards their face, blasted them with a shotgun yeah. a couple of times. They're just and then bugs. They just they're just they're just not programmed. Right. I'm, I'm convinced they're not how they should be mm-hmm. behaving. Yeah. Because like we've talked about this, Matt. Like in Deathloop. The AI aren't necessarily highly intelligent, but they do enough. They're they're there to play with, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, is Deathloop yeah. being uh, roguelike inspired means you're having to do the same bits over and over. So if you're having to go through incredibly difficult like enemy mm. AI stealth puzzles every time you reset mm. the day, it would become too much, which is yeah. why the enemy AI is slightly dumber. And that's why they're all drunk, basically, yeah. in, in Deathloop. <laughs> or at least they'll take cover and not just yeah. run at you yeah. with a sniper mm-hmm. rifle. Yeah. Whereas the enemies, like, there is just, there is no intelligence. It's, it's quite baffling. There's, yeah, there's also the baffling thing, like, sometimes snipers will run at you with a sniper rifle and sometimes yeah. people with shotguns will stand still, <laughs> yeah. like, 30 metres away, just unloading buckshot that essentially mm. disappears. The, like, there's... It's... I, th- I think like it's it's more upsetting just knowing like what Arcane has done in the past and even just comparing like games outside of Arcane. Like mm-hmm. I played Deus Ex, like the 2000 original, mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago for the first time and it just shocked me how well developed and put together that game mm-hmm. was compared to games I'd played around that yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And it has better and just more even basic immersive sim elements it does it better than, you know, an Arcane title released in 2023. And mm-hmm. even I'm still playing through Dead Island 2, which yeah. is a game that, you know, that's like a proper six, seven yeah. out of 10 experience. But even that somehow, and this is amazing to me, like there's more elements in the world that you can interact with sure. and use in combat than you can in, our, well, in an Arcane game. I think game. they made the mistake of calling, at any point, calling this an immersive sim. Well, they, immersive they, sim. they've yeah. never called yeah. it an immersive sim. Yeah. The problem is, is that we all like I think to Xbox... To Xbox did. Oh, really? Christ. In their description, I think, on Steam, it says an immersive sim co-op action shoot. Right. So so they've always said that it was an open world with the, like, attention to detail and ideas yeah. that Arcane likes. So it is... And what I will say is, like, in the history of Arcane... So I... Deathloop is very immersive simmy. It is not an immersive sim, mm. right? It's a roguelike-styled shooter. And, you know, it's 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 
Prey and Dishonored are their much more pure strain immersive sims. Yeah. But if you look at the history of Arcane, like this is a studio that has suffered intense hardships over their life and have had several games canned. People think that they're the studio that can only make immersive sims. And maybe that is true. Maybe the, their success is only ever going to come in that strain. But they have tried to make like The Crossing, which was going to be a big single-player shooter with multiplayer mm. elements in it. They were going to make um, a Half-Life game, you know, which is a, oh, just yeah. a straight shooter. They were going to make um, LMNO, which was the game that they were making with Spielberg, I think, mm-hmm. which would have been more of an adventure road trip. Like They are a studio that do want to try other things. And I want to see them try other things. Yeah, absolutely. Because they were like, uh, the ideal is like Deathloop, right? Which has like this measure of immersive sim with a measure of more traditional shooty bang bang. Mm. This wasn't it. And I think, I, I don't think anybody at Arcane ever wanted this to come out. Like, oh, no, no. I can't believe it. Like, it's just, I, I don't like dumping all over a game, but like, I am struggling to like find the positives in this game. It's annoying because I was excited for this game, obviously because yeah. of Arcane. Mm-hmm. A co-op, I want a good co-op game to play. Like, there's not many good co-op <laughs> games at the moment, mm-hmm. and mm. I love a shooter. And I just, I don't know, this should have ticked a lot of boxes for me. But yeah. like, honestly, at this point, if you ask me, would I rather play an hour of Avengers? I'd rather play an hour of Avengers. <laughs> I know mm. I like that game more than most people, mm-hmm. but like, ugh, it's just, I, it's just, baff- it's gone horribly wrong. And I would just like, like. I don't know how. I don't think you can fundamentally fix it. No patch can fix this game. Yeah. It's fundamentally yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not. It's just not good. It's not working. Yeah. Like if you know, if I could just tell Harvey Smith and the guys, okay, Austin, please just just move on and make something. Yeah. Just just make something yeah. better. Just, well, this is the the problem, right? Is Phil has said that we're going to be working on it, and I hope by that he means we're working to get it stable, and yeah. then everybody can move on because like the game should be stable. Like for. There are people that will enjoy this game. Like, I'm not saying yeah. that there'll be a huge amount of people, but there are horses for courses, right? Like, the people, all people have different opinions. And I, even though I probably would give it a four or five, clearly enjoy it, you know, mm. in quotation marks, more than you guys do. There are bits mm. that, because of my love for Arcane, I can see, you know, that phrase that Bilbo uses of butter being spread <laughs> over too much yeah. bread. It's like, that's what's happened here. It's like mm. the Arcane magic is so thin. But part of me will always, like, forgive them to a certain extent for that yeah. and we'll seek that out and i will make the most of that minimal stuff i've got there mm. and, so, and and there will be other people like me that will find joy in that there are some four hour, four star reviews out of there like people are giving it eight sometimes yeah. nines but there are must... some people that do enjoy this i don't yeah. know why they're giving it that high score i mean mm. i don't hate you can give i mean i'm not gonna tell what yeah. is how to do stuff but you mm-hmm. know i don't any game in that state, I yeah. don't know how you can I, like. I, I know technical if, wise, I know, I know for me it'll, it'll be something where I would be happy to play with my mates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a game that I can play by myself. Yeah. And even with all of the you know shortcomings mm-hmm. and stuff, if mm-hmm. I had a few mates to play with and you know we're just chatting along, messing around, just you know doing whatever, it's a game that I could breeze through quite I easily. Just, I just hate being down on a game, but <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Like, I just honestly like it takes a lot for me to. It's a game that's on Game Pass. I don't. I can't even recommend like. <laughs> I mean, like, I, if it's on Game Pass, I don't have, yeah. like, I would say, just check it out. And if you like it, you like it. Um, but know that it going in that is a fundamentally broken, very dull, it's it's, it's, just it's empty, hard to say, even say it's well. watered down arcane, right? Because it's yeah. not really watered yeah. down arcane. It, it's, it, a, it's a busted experiment in many ways. Yeah. That's yeah, the thing, like, it like, doesn't it doesn't feel like a, like, you know, we've said it multiple times. It doesn't feel like an arcane game. If, like, when I was playing it, it felt like... Uh, you know, a, 
a not so enjoyable Far Cry experience mm-hmm. as well. Like when we're going through the world, like it felt eerie, but not through like deliberate design. It's like almost I was playing through like an abandoned Gary's Mod server <laughs> no, or, or a multiplayer exactly level from a mean. game that yeah. like people don't play anymore. And I think, yeah, you can like an example you can use the whole game is just at the start. It kind of opens in a cool way. I mean, yeah. we talked about how these cutscenes are just stills from the game which blatantly they just haven't had time to build any sort of cutscene or story Mm -hmm. element really to this game but like the town of redfall is like kind of in like circle insert encircled by this like big wall of waves which is like i think we said about like a really cool like arcane style idea Mm -hmm. but then you look at it and it just looks like blue plastic you're like it just sums it up it's like there's an idea there but they've literally I don't know, probably had 10 minutes to work on that, whereas mm-hmm. usually they'd spend mm-hmm. 10 weeks working on something. Yeah. Well, I, just, one of I the want thing... a good vampire game. It's yeah, sad. well... Play I... Castlevania, mate. Yeah, Castlevania. Castlevania's <laughs> good. No, one of the things, and I know that this is a thing that works for you, Jesse, but um, I saw a commenter saying that Dishonored is uh, Arcane's love letter to Thief. It's them mm. reinventing Thief for kind of like the 21st century, right? And Prey was them reinventing System Shock yeah. for the 21st century. The real hope would this would have been like a 21st century version of Vampire the Masquerade, right? Like exactly, a bit more character focused, yeah. a bit more leaning into their RPG side rather than, mm. and it still could have been co-op. Like I still think there's oh room yeah, absolutely, there. and like I would love that because when it comes to playing games, I'm always happier to play with other people than just to have like that sort of solo mm-hmm. experience. And you know, I was going to mention Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, like that came out back in 2004, and in terms of that, like grim dark seedy modern vampire aesthetic mm-hmm. the game excels in that it is a buggy game and like people are still modding it to this very mm-hmm. day but you look at arcane and it just it felt empty like we we're just playing for like a PUBG map or something and there were some vehicles mm-hmm. where it's like this map seems like we could use like these little atvs and stuff but you can't like it just mm-hmm. it felt like there's a bunch of ideas in front of us that were just yeah. half-baked and mm-hmm. we didn't get their full realization yeah. The, it's a shame having having played like this year i've actually surprisingly played quite a lot of the division 2 um which mm. is a game that um i actually see the template for what a really good arcane co-op game could be is so the way that the division 2's campaign is set up for anyone who doesn't know is each of the main missions is set in like a significant building in washington mm-hmm. like one of them's in a big hotel one the of them museum levels yeah great. there's a couple of different museum ones there's one in a yeah. planetarium there's you know one where you go to a factory and when you think of it, like, like that's what Arcane do, right? Like in Dishonored, they take you to a very important location within the world of Dishonored and you infiltrate, there's a thing that you do in it and you exfiltrate. All of the campaign missions in, in The Division 2 are you go to a really important building in Washington, you infiltrate it, there's a big set piece inside and then you exfiltrate. Mm. And I genuinely think the more I think about it, I actually think The Division 2 is quite underrated. It is like in terms of like when you look at the last like five years of co-op games, the division and the division two got it quite well. Yeah, like, <laughs> and that that thing is when I think about the things that Jesse you're talking about about what's missing from Redfall, the division does this very well. Like when you when um, the factions are moving about in terms of mm. the storyline, you'll see like who who owns this area. You know, like in in. Um, in Redfall, the vampires own specific districts yeah. and you're fighting back to get them. And in the division, you can see the people that like run this section of town patrolling around. And when you get division agents to move into those areas, they're patrolling looking for supplies as well. And when they meet, <laughs> there's big shootouts and there's a yeah. feeling of kind of like people are fighting for the soul of Washington, even though the story of this game is 
barely tacked together with pins and like it's not really there for that yeah it's there for the separate and i think that that would have been a really good template for mm. arcane's vision but obviously it just would have been much more elaborate and cool mm. without the knee pads yeah without exactly like, the thing, there's, but, e- yeah. there's even like little tiny things where when we started the game like you're picking up like little silly supplies like you might be picking up a teddy bear or some like toilet paper and stuff and in my head i was like oh we can start gathering supplies for different safe houses to keep people mm-hmm. you know together and stocked up but it's just it's just a form of currency like that mm-hmm. little tiny thing would have been cool as a survival element against mm-hmm. vampires and stuff but it's just yeah it's just a not so it's fun a, it's, far cry. it's a, it's it's a shame. It's a tragedy. Um, is the yeah. final point? <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. Well, hopefully we never. Uh, we rarely get to talk about games that are this bad. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully we never talk about mm. an arcane that's ever approaching this 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 mm. battle of a game. I, but yeah, I, I uh, my just, heart bleeds for good... the developers, and I yeah. hope they're all okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want. I just want a good co-op game. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. I got that right. Don't know. IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com. Let us know what. You know, in the last few years, what's a good co-op game? Apart from It Takes Two, everyone thought It Takes Two is a brilliant co-op game. Don't tell me that's good. Oh, I'd like a good co-op game. What's the best co-op game you've ever played? Let us know. Nice little topic. During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Should we talk a little bit about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Matt? We saw it last night, and I think we both think it's aggressively fine. A solid (laughs) 6.5 out of 10, I'd give it, if we had a 0.5 scale IGN, which I would love to have that nuance, but that's a different conversation. Um, Is this the final Guardians film? It's the final. James Gunn said that's the farewell to the Guardians. They'll, you know, if we ever get, they'll pop up back at some point if Mm. there's a big old, is it secret? I don't know. I've... This time last year or two years ago, I knew everything happened with the MCU. I'm just so ambivalent now. Yeah. And it says a lot that this Guardians of the 3 is better. I still haven't seen Ant-Man, to be fair. Um, but I know people didn't necessarily love it. But this is the best Marvel film in the last two or three years, I think. And that says a lot. But I still think it's like a 6.5, 7. Like, it's got heart and it's got its own style which i feel like recent Marvel films have been a bit devoid of they've tried to do hard but it's felt a bit hollow whereas this it helps that we're already connected and attached to these characters and in particular stuff with rocket is very good and uh, some of the quill stuff worked for me as well but it's just i just kind of feel like i did enjoy it It just felt so, it's two hours 20 minutes it felt longer to me I, if this one genuinely felt like quite long. I thought we were done. Like, I thought we were like twenty minutes from the end, probably about an hour in. Um, <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it enough, and I like James Gunn's shtick. It's not quite got as tired and on me as Taika Waititi's shtick has got recently. Well, but... I think there's a big difference between <laughs> yeah. like the trajectory of Taika's shtick within the MCU, particularly yeah. like from Ragnarok to uh, Love and Thunder is like night and day, whereas yeah. Gunn tends to be a lot more steady in terms of yeah. his style. I um, I like the style. I like the, you know, the quips, the joke, and the, the slightly more adult humour. Like, this actually drops an F-bomb, which run I think it's the Marvel film's first ever F-bomb. Um, hmm. But there we go. And uh, I just... I love the music drops, but in this one, 
there must be close to 15 to 20 like music tracks dropped in sometimes like you'll get a gap of 30 seconds in between like three they'll just run them after another two or three of them i think hit really well and are really good like needle drops there's one action scene which is one of the best recent marvel action scenes generally good like two to like felt like two to three minute like one shotter basically and yeah there's enough stuff to like here ultimately like we paid 19 pounds to see it at the cinema that's how much it costs to see a film these days i would have been equally happy waiting two months and seeing yeah. it on disney plus i don't mm-hmm. think i've missed much it's i enjoyed it enough in the moment i'm not going to think about it much i think but yeah, <laughs> yeah. We four, four weeks down the line i'll largely have forgotten about this what i will say is that like as you say the style is there like it's got a confidence in its visual design, which which mm. is good to see. Um, and it's the CG is probably better than most Marvel films have been since Infinity mm-hmm. War. Like, you know, yeah. Rocket and Groot still look great and all of that. Um, I didn't laugh once throughout the entire film, but I didn't think it was unfunny. It was just like n- none of the jokes caught me off guard to actually... Dra- mm. Drax got me a couple times, but I think that's just Dave Bautista's delivery gets mm-hmm. me as that yeah. character more than the writing. But in terms of like structurally, this film very much is kind of like, whilst there is like an ongoing plot throughout it kind of like it starts to silo the guardians into like each one's got to have their own storyline to round out kind of like this trilogy of films and i think like rocket is top tier there in terms of like most of the film is dedicated to him which is i guess an unusual choice but for it not to be peter quill but Mm -hmm. quill comes in a second with kind of Gamora, and then the other ones have, I think kind of have equal dedicated time. I thought I did quite enjoy Nebula this time around. She's kind of, I, I do like Nebula. I, I like Nebula. I did. I personally, because I know that um, Joshua in our review thought that Nebula was kind of the standout, and I didn't get that from it. Like I always think Karen no. Gillan is very good, but for me, kind of like I didn't get that standout quality. I do think that the rocket stuff is the best stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I, I think it's kind of like very public knowledge that it's a bit more about kind of like his origin story is kind of reflected on in this. Yeah. Um, They're kind of doing what the game did so well, which was connect you to Rocket. I, I yeah. do wonder, I don't, I don't, I don't want to assume they played the game of like, oh, we want to do something like this. But <laughs> oh, like, it's these, interesting they followed films, a similar so, yeah, path. Um, yeah. What I will say, like, I think the reason why I like the Rocket stuff was where I sat up and paid attention and everything else mm. was where kind of like, it was just kind of pictures flickering in front of my face for mm-hmm. a bit. Um, the Rocket stuff, I think, has got more of the gun stuff from before MCU. It's got a little bit of his kind of cheeky darkness about it. I kind of, like, when I was explaining what it was like uh, after I'd seen the film to someone, it kind of reminds me a bit of that, um, you know, in Toy Story, Sid, like, breaking toys apart oh, and yeah. sticking them back I together. Yeah. It's like it's creepy, but in a kid's creepy sense. Like I don't. I've seen some sites suggest that maybe like it's quite scary. I think it's fine yeah. to take a kid to just know that it's that kind of Sid torturing the toys vibe. It does lean to the the higher end of like the twelve A. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. it's not. It's not. Yeah, not terrifying. Yeah, and that kind of stuff. I kind of just wish I was watching a film that was more about that because I was engaged in those points, and the mm-hmm. other stuff was a bit more like kind of guardians as usual in many respects yeah but and then they like throw adam warlock into the mix who they kind of introduce <laughs> at the end of was it end of two, two. or end of one end yeah. of two and it does feel like well we've got to use him now and they it's i'm not i wasn't a big fan of how they used him to be if, honest. well i mean I, if you took him out the film wouldn't change yeah like there'd be one scene that would need to have like different a things different. changed about it but 
yeah I, i'm not sure i'm not i didn't need another he's basically stuck like they kind of make him into an idiot i don't know if it's i needed another of, character like that were you about to say he's kind of star lordy which i i agree yeah. to a yeah. certain extent he's got a bit of uh, of peter quill's vibe to which, him hasn't he just a bit duncey yeah i don't know if that, <laughs> that's nice i don't i don't want to yeah like peer too much into the future but i wonder if that's deliberate uh for mm. some reasons but uh yeah i don't know i i it's fine it's just yeah. fine i had a good it's enough time i, I what, wasn't like, disappointed I didn't walk out going, yeah. When it comes out on Disney Plus, get yourself a good takeaway. Get a nice pizza in or get some some Chinese food. I'll take a curry. Good good, good Indian. Choose your favorite Indian uh, takeout. (laughs) Get that in. Sit down. Have a nice time. I think I'd be well into that. But um, for me, it wasn't 20 quid's worth of cinema. Yeah, I'm going to follow that advice and not spend any money at the moment. No. No. And do you know what? I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't even be too worried about spoilers out there. I don't. I don't think it's a film that could be heavily spoiled for it, you. Okay. If you're yeah. so, if you're massively, if you're still very invested in the MCU, there are maybe some things you wouldn't want to know about. But I don't think like they would completely change the trajectory of your feelings on it. Yeah. Um, no. At this oh, point, okay. I've got into like just seeing different tweets and pictures on Reddit of just MCU films I don't even recognise anymore, and it'll probably be like the final shot. And I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This was kind of like the last for a while that I'm like was actively like it says a lot that we went to the cinema actively yeah after work to go and see this like mm. Mar- marvel's it's not doing a ton for me like that's another disney plus one for me i am intrigued by um secret invasion yeah, but at least secret that's invasion. on tv right like yeah. it's, it's just I've, watch it on disney plus yeah i am i'm kind of into that so I'm hoping it's Marvel's handle, but that's mm. the, probably a big, big stretch. It'd probably be nothing like it. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Ant-Man's on Disney Plus in a couple of weeks. I'll finally watch that and see what I think of that. But have I don't fun. know. They're in a weird place <laughs> because they might not have a villain for long. Anyway, let's... Oh, let's just do an endless search. Why not? Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Shit. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Jesse, we've been sent in an email. We certainly have from Andrew. He says, I'm back with another endless search. It's one that hasn't been played for ages, so hence I can't remember what it's called. It's the IMDb game where you have to guess which four films actors are known for, according to IMDb. There's usually one or two that defy all logic. So the rules are, for those who aren't aware, a player, either being Matt or Cardi, will pick an actor from one to ten. And then they'll have to name a film. And if you name that film, you get one point. So I offer to Matt... Choose a number so between one to ten. Just to make it clear, we we get a point per film per before film. we get per film. I know yeah. Andrew says you only get a point if you get all four. That's too harsh. That's man. insane. Thank and, you for the sending the game, but that's too hard. Come on. Also, like to to make it very clear why this game is played like this, the known for section on IMDb is like chosen by black magic. No one knows <laughs> why those are because 
they're not the four films that these actors are generally best well known for. Is it like community voted for? Or like, I who don't decides? I don't it's just yeah, the like, the fucking who, void that's just yeah, like, yeah, like who I'll, edits these? <laughs> um but yeah, that's why that's why it's a bit of fun because the four choices are often whack yeah, job choices. It, it, it will never be yeah, it will never be four <laughs> Star Wars films if yeah. they're in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, but, anyway, I'm going to choose number two. Number two. Ooh. Wow, you're going for Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. Oh, interesting. Um, I'm not. I'm not a big knowledge on Jamie Fox's uh, filmography, so I'm going to start with He's got a couple of bangers. Baby Driver. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that's not on there. Oh. <laughs> Cardi? No, oh, I thought Matt just gets to... Or do I get to just do all four? I think you get all four. I think we... Or okay. How do you want to do this? Do we get, like, two each on every actor, or do we just have five actors each? What works best? Sure, <gasps> so, uh, it's probably best to just try and claim the actor, right, and get as many points okay. on your actor, let's right? Go, let's yeah. go, let's okay. go for that, because there is a tiebreaker. There is yeah. a tiebreaker mm-hmm. in case some mad yeah. shit happens. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx... Um, how about this? Sorry, I'm changing the rules on the fly. <laughs> you get four guesses, and then I get one at the end if you don't get all four, and then vice versa. Yeah, so okay, okay, okay. We well, get to steal get... one steal, mm-hmm. basically. This is all live, baby, so the rules can change. Yeah, we're doing it. Um, was he the, He was the voice in Soul, right? So I'm going to say Soul. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I, uh, um... I'm trying to pick the weird choices, but also I probably only know the weirdest choices for Jamie Foxx. I mean, there's always the chance to go for more obvious yeah. selections. You never know what the black magic of IMDb selects. I've, I've, I've got three that I think have a good <laughs> chance to be on there, just to put the pressure on there. But, I, you know. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> that was going to be one of them for mm. me, I think. Sadly not. Sadly not, no. Um, it's It's all or nothing now, Matt. Seen Training Day? No. No. I mean, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you have one more. No, no I've done my four. No, oh. he's, he's an honourable man. I okay. was gonna. He did win an Oscar for Ray, so I thought that might be there. That is one of the films. So you get a single point, Cardi. Congratulations. I was going to say one of my other films is uh, one of my favourite films. Is I don't get a point for this, but I would have said Collateral. Yeah. So movie one was Collateral. Movie two was Ray. Three, Django Unchained, and four, of course, Dream Django. Girls. Completely forgot yeah, about Django. Yeah, I completely forgot about Django, even though he's the main <laughs> character. Yeah, that's, that's probably that's, that's, his that's most famous. <laughs> yeah, you know, in terms of public consciousness, probably his most famous. Uh, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick number 10. Number 10, Zoe Saldana. Oh, she's been in, like, what, the biggest grossing films of all time? It's just which ones do I pick? <laughs> um, we'll go with Avatar. Correct. We'll go with. See, like which this is always the trouble could, with the Marvel ones. Fucked. It's like which which Marvel one do you go for? If if um, do you know what? I'm gonna go slightly rogue with Star Trek. That's correct. I'm you're do, you're doing with, fine. You're doing fine. I'm gonna go with Infinity War. Hmm. Gonna have to reveal something to you. It's not there. Not there. Sadly. We'll go with Guardians of the Galaxy One. 
And lucky for you, that is there. So oh. you got a total Matt of four gets a points, Cardi. Matt gets it. Can you get the one other Zoe Saldana film? Um, you, you said Avatar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Are they gonna have the fucking the losers on there? <laughs> no, definitely not. Is definitely it? Not. Is it Colombiana? <laughs> he remembers that. Sadly not. No, it it's going to be just another Marvel one, isn't it? Avatar: The Way of Water. Oh, it's Avatar mm. too. There we go. Four and Matt. Come on. Uh, and what was that? You, you, so we've done ten and two now. Yeah. Yep, to be fair, ten, I think I, I got I got the easier one there. Mm-hmm. Uh, four. Four. You're looking at <laughs> Penelope Cruz. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> you, get, you are getting the tougher ones. What's the most famous? I wouldn't I would be fucked if I yeah, was playing I, this. Like, game. I genuinely don't think I know any <laughs> Penelope Cruz really? stuff. Oh, this is falling into my hands, this game. Right? <laughs> it's like the like actor based stuff is not my like forte. Mm-hmm. I will say you've probably maybe seen two of these films. The thing is, is like I can visualize, I can see Penelope Cruz in my mind's eye now. Like I know <laughs> yeah. exactly who she is, but I'm like, what the hell have you been in? Uh, well, I, I, yeah, it's a, yeah, I mean, anyway, it doesn't matter if there's a couple that I should know, does it? I'm completely yeah. blank. I'm literally, I'm gonna pass on this. I have no fucking clue. I, I, I have like three guesses, but I can only get one point, can't I, on the steal? So I'm gonna have to. You pass into Cardi. Yeah, I'm gonna I feel my, you know, not saying I love the director. Uh. But I think I have a little soft spot for Vicky Cristina Barcelona. That's on there, and I didn't even know that was a film. So really, she's also in. I imagine like Vanilla Skies on there, and maybe Volva. Yeah, so it would have been Vanilla Sky, Pirates of the Caribbean, on Stranger Tides, and Volva. There we go. I forgot she was in a pirates film. There we go. So I only get one point, so it's not the end yeah. of the world. Uh, let's go with number. Six. Number six. That's a very good choice. Matt Damon. God, but he's got so many. (laughs) Where'd you go? Where'd you go? We could have played these actors before, but it was like two years ago, so I can't remember Mm. what films they had there. Matt Damon, what's his most famous films? He's got... (sighs) He's got so many films. (laughs) The Martian. That's one point. I don't know why my mind went to that first. I don't. <laughs> I need to rewatch it. that film because I didn't. I thought it was fine, but a lot of people mm. love it. I, I quite need like to rewatch it. it. I quite like the Martian. I haven't uh, seen it. Which one? Born Identity. Incorrect. Am I just going to go through them all? That's the question. <laughs> you could, but then you you know you're could be fucked. The Departed. That's two. Matt Damon. <laughs> I'm not no. doing the voice. I'm not <laughs> oh, going to do the voice. Very I'm tempting. Gonna... Um, uh, one other Matt Damon film. Uh, let's just go with Interstellar. No. But also, I do not remember Matt Damon. Yeah, he's being he's, in he's the captain, he's... isn't he? That they go yeah. to. I just it's literally big, can't remember him being it's in that It's quite film. a big reveal moment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been many years since I've watched that, but that's three points for you, Cardi, and the films were... I think just two. I think just two. Just two? Yeah, Martian and the Departed. Oh, no, I'm a fool. 
Okay, seven <laughs> points in total. But the movies I get were. To get, I get to have one guess. Yeah, you I? get to have a steal. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm just gonna go for the Lols Elysium. <laughs> Sadly, not. <laughs> uh, when did that film that. come out? Jeez. Uh, maybe 2011, maybe. That was another Neil Blomkamp. Uh, Basically, it's Neil sure Blomkamp. Was that bad? Are we sure he's good? Oh yeah. Yeah. He oh. made an oh, yeah. excellent film and then has proceeded to make bad films since. Oh, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, I was just about to say the films were Goodwill Hunting, The Martian, The Departed, and The Talented Mr. Ripley. Mr. Ripley. I love Mr. Ripley. Good Philip Seymour Hoffman. In that. Just realised I mean, those are four films I have not watched. Oh, sort your life out. <laughs> Matt, it's on to you. So what numbers have we done? We've done we have like done six. Two, four, six, ten. Yeah. Uh, seven. Seven. This is a good one, and one good. that Cardi would have loved to have. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just say it. So there will be blood. <laughs> That's one point for you. Uh, Gangs of New York. That's two. Uh, Phantom Thread? No. no. Ooh. Oh, I've got to get a steal ready. <laughs> this puts me a bit more on edge now because I'm like, how is it? How is it not Phantom Thread? I've got, to, I've got two in my back pocket. I'm just putting, um, putting that pressure on. Biggest Daniel Day Lewis fan getting ready. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. The thing is, I haven't actually seen anywhere near all of his films. No. I'm actually now trying that. to like narrow down like actual kind of like famous DDL mm-hmm. performances. Um. But I think those actually now I come to think I think those are the only three films I've seen him in. <laughs> oh, I've got a couple of us, couple of bangers on the old IMDb. Shit, I don't actually think do, I know another one. Do you want to pass? Um, I won't pass, but I'll just say just in case he's in it, just because it's kind of going through the filmography. Is he in Magnolia? No, it's um, not there. Oh, I've got a choice of two. And I think they might both be on there, so I've got to pick one of them. <laughs> Lincoln? You've got it. Oh, of course. And <laughs> My other was going to be Last of the Mohicans. Yep, that was also there. So there will be blood for The Last of the Mohicans, Lincoln and Gangs of New oh. York. The other one I just thought is, was it Nine he was in? The he one was about in the, Nine. Um, um, the- my Left Foot, Age of Innocence. Mm-hmm. There we go. All righty. So we have got just a few left what numbers would you like to go for uno one yeah i know <laughs> chris pine pine yep. yeah that underrated chris <laughs> uh we'll go star trek again that's one we'll go with wonder woman that's two we'll go with do you know what a film i have a big soft spot for unstoppable Sadly, not there. That's a good runner one away train film with Denzel Washington. Is that is that like one of Tony Scott's last films? Yeah, it's really good. It's just a real good, less like hour and a half popcorn film. Uh, One more pine. Would do you know? I don't know. Recently, would don't worry. I'm going to go. Don't worry, darling. Didn't like it, but you know, sadly, in the news a lot, wasn't it? Not there. You've got two shots at the pine. Um. It's just one of those, like, is it going to be a weird... Because this is the whole point of the game, right? They're all fucking weird ones. So <laughs> I'm going to choose a weird one, and I'm going to say Into the Woods. <laughs> Ooh. Sadly not. <laughs> oh. 
He plays a very oh, good Prince shame. Charming in that. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna kick yourself form. when you hear the rest. It's not gonna oh, be D and D, is it? <laughs> no, sadly not. I'll tell you now. It is in order: Star Trek, Wonder Woman, Star Trek Beyond, Star oh, Trek Into Darkness. Geez. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Poor Chris Pine. He's 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 better than those. Yeah, very sad. All right, yeah. what are we going for next? Go on, Matt. Eight. Have we taken eight yet? No, I don't no, know. we haven't. Zandaya. Oh shit! Zandaya is Michi. Yeah, can you remember what film that is? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dune Part One. Sadly <laughs> not. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was going to be like the luck. Um, okay. There's a couple here that are just pretty stupid, but we're going to yeah. say Spider-Man: Homecoming. There's one point. Um. Now, I think IMDb doesn't just do films right, so I'm going to say Euphoria. Wrong. What? <laughs> Sadly. It's probably now the thing that she's most well-known yeah. for, is it? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to, like, because of the Chris Pine issue, I'm going to say Spider-Man Far From Home. That's another point. And is the last one Spider-Man No Way Whoa, Home? I get it. I get, I get to Yeah, I'm not, not going to reveal that information mm. just yet. <laughs> I think it is only films. I'm going to stick with films. Solid choice. What was the black and white one with? John oh God, where where they play like an arguing couple. Yeah, I didn't watch it. It's supposed it to be fucking dreadful, wasn't it? There's <laughs> also, but that's not going to be there, is it? It's like something like Marie something. Say it. I don't know it, so I'm not going to say. I don't know the full title. Something like Marie. I'm going to go. The Greatest Showman. That's a point for you, Cardi. Congrats. I've never seen it. I haven't I, either. I, oh, it's a guilty pleasure for me. So, what was on there? Semi enjoyable. Spider Man Homecoming, The Greatest Showman, Malcolm and Marie. Oh, Malcolm. Spider Man Far From Home. Malcolm. How like, is Dune not there? That is yeah. insane. <laughs> it must be some weird algorithm thing. Like, because it wouldn't be like the, I don't know, the person. Like, that's the agent. first time we've had one that I'm like, how is, how is. Do you not know yeah. No one has watched Malcolm Marie. It was critically panned. <laughs> he didn't even hear about it, didn't even know about it until now. There we go. Um, what numbers are left? We have let's, let's, three let's, quick and five and nine. Three, five, nine. I'll go with five. Vigo Mortis. Do I do them all? My favourite Do word. I do them all? <laughs> uh, oh, but the thing is, which one is it going to be? Do I use all three of my guesses? Because it kind of snookers Matt as well at the same <laughs> time. So it's like, there's not, you know, which other V... Uh, I don't want to... It's boring if I just say all three. Go for your favourite. Whatever oh, that, that changes. <laughs> that changes. But my favourite is not going to be that one. Okay. We'll go Fellowship. Not there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Return the King. All right, one point. Okay. I'll go. I'll go off. Uh, off piece, little. The road, not there. Mm, really? I should just stuck with bloody order. <laughs> um, what other one? Oh, These are two films that? I haven't heard of. Before. That gives me a hint. Return of I've the got, <laughs> uh, I've got options. There's the, the film. I know what it's called, but I thought it was quite bad. That won the Oscar a few years ago. Um, 
but I'm going to go for History of Violence. No, sadly not. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Matt, you get, you get a steal then. Yeah. He sounds so defeated, man. There's what so one of my favourite films that he's done, like is is the one that I want to say, but it's almost certainly not gonna be it. So I mean you never know. There is one Lord of the Rings film we haven't said. <laughs> um Be brave, Matt, you can do it. I'm gonna say Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> it's what? it's not called Mr. Fantastic. Oh, is it not called Mr. Fantastic? I'll let you have it. But yeah, Captain Fantastic. Captain Fantastic. Yeah, there we go. I've is not it the heard Two Towers? It. The other one. Yeah, Two Towers. Oh, and there's then, Two Towers. Yeah, Two Towers, and then Eastern Promises. Well, Eastern Promises was Eastern the other one promises. I was thinking of. Yeah. What's Captain Fantastic? And it's how like shit a. Is it's, it? it's a slightly Wes Anderson-ish sort of um, film where he looks after a bunch of people and they live like out in the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. It's really good. All right. We have we a couple more. three and nine left. Go on, Matt. What are you picking? Three or nine? Nine. Ooh. Timothy Chalamet Ooh. is Ooh. your choice. Dune Say part it. one. <laughs> <laughs> That's one point. Hey. Um, <laughs> call me by your name. That's two points. Yay. Good film, I know. Um... French Shala. Dispatch? Sadly not. No. Uh, Ladybird. Three points for you. Oh, I've only got one shot of the Chalamet. <laughs> the Chalamet. Uh, um, hmm. Timothy, Timothy, Timothy. <laughs> Sweet These all Timothy. films that have come out. Right? Oh, I'm going to go with my heart. Little Women. No. <laughs> Sadly not. You have Call Me By Your Name, Lady Bird, Beautiful Boy, and June. Uh, I wasn't going to say Beautiful Boy. There we go. All I've right. got one more, so I'll have, what is it, three, is it? Three. <laughs> Anna Kendrick. <laughs> Duh. I actually really this, like Anna Kendrick. So yeah, I know, this is what I've I'll swap you Daniel Day-Lewis for Anna Kendrick. Um, Scott Pilgrim. No. Um, oh, what's it called? What are you thinking, Carly? Go on, what's let it the, out. What's let the a cappella film? What's it called? <laughs> uh, no hints here, buddy. Uh, Anna Kendrick's biggest fan is just waiting, itching to get the, the answer. <laughs> what is? What are those series of films called? <laughs> uh, killing uh, you inside. <laughs> what are they called? I can't for life. <laughs> Sounds like you're going to say series of films are called. It's you quite... might have to might have to think of something else, Cardi. I know. Time's Up in the air. Out. Okay, two. I like that film. Very two good. points. I'm only, I didn't get the first one. I know, just one. <laughs> uh, oh, it's annoying me so much. That I can't think of this series of films because it's probably going to be like two points, isn't it? Um, it must be like a. Uh, what else is she in? Think deep into your brain, Cardi. Unlock those memories. I can't stop thinking. <laughs> it's a different, it's a British film called Little Voice, and it's not that. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> uh, it's the one with Jane Horrocks in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. That's just in my head the whole time. Oh, my God. 
This is going to irritate you're, me you're gonna so much. going to have to pass much. this over. No, it's fine. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. You're not. I'm going to get it. People are screaming right now. <sighs> going to have to pass it to personal. No, I, let me just think of a, a different Anna Kendrick film then. Um, can I think of a different Anna Kendrick film? Not now that you've tormented your mind trying to think of this one series. Yeah, it's... I'll pass it. What is it? Put me out of my misery. It's pitch perfect. Pitch perfect. <laughs> pass it. Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, there, have your point. It'd be funny if it's not on there now. <laughs> it is pitch perfect. Yes. There we go. What was the other one? Lord. Um, the rest of the films are up in the air. Pitch perfect. Trolls into the woods. <laughs> oh, into the woods. We could have had. Oh, trolls. Wasn't going to get that. Anyway, what what were those scores, Jesse? Did you manage to add those up? Total scores is 13 for you, 8 for Matt. Oh, there we go. That wasn't as... That was close enough. Are you sure you added that up right? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And if I got it wrong, then email it in. And then no, I'll cry. Anyway, that was that was that was fun for us. Someone is legitimately now going to rewind this and listen back. Oh yeah, you know, notes. absolutely, that's fine. And you know what? There could be a point that's wrong. At this point, I don't care. Look, I still think the result. You know, the score might have been wrong, but the result was was right. It was class. It's a victory. Anyway, I enjoyed that. Good stuff. <laughs> Let's do. do it. Why don't we do it with directors one day? That'd be fun, wouldn't it? Actually, I mean, we'll I feel like only you would win, though. Like. No. No, of course not. No. <laughs> uh, we've got a couple of bits of feedback. Send your feedback to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. What have we got first, Matthew? Got one from Sam Oates who says, Hi, IGN UK crew. Long time, second time. My first email didn't get read out aloud. However, my suggestion for calling the game One Star Wars was there we go oh so sam is the creator of one star wars the title not the game uh so i'm chuffing glad i contributed somehow um i write in because despite not having a movie i saw a ridiculous amount of times in the cinema like most seem most people seem to my record is three for infinity war i have however been to the cinema to see three different films in a day before it started with the annoyingly bland steven spielberg war of the worlds film that film's fine. It's not yeah, bad. I, 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 like say, I didn't like it when it first came out because mm. when at that age I was massively into like the Jeff Wayne musical and the book. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like it that it wasn't set in Victorian England. But like, I like I've warmed it. to it now. Um, then it got drastically better as it was followed by Kung Fu Hustle and crescendoed Ooh. with Batman Begins. The ticket lady was very confused when we bought the tickets to the third film as we have been there so often she thought uh, she must have thought the, the real world had glitched or something. <laughs> While not as impressive as marathons like Lord of the Rings in one sitting, I, it still equates to about eight to nine hours of cinema watching and a lot of trailers. Jesus. It got me thinking if any of the IGN UK crew has ever watched multiple different films in the cinema in one day, or if they ever did it with films completely tonally different, like Midsommar to Toy Story 4 or something like that. All the best. Don't don't forget to respect our troops and seas from Sam Oates. P.S. The superior form of donuts are the ones out of a donut van, but miniature. We used to call them dinky donuts or diddy donuts in the marketplace near where I grew up. Very solid rock, very solid rock sugar to donut ratio. Good. Uh, Good. Good I, stuff. I have when I used to have a uh, an Odeon Limitless card. Um, mm. I used I have done a couple of where I've done two in a row. Which I wouldn't say were massively totally different, but I can remember going to see John Wick 2, 
uh, which I still hold up as I've not seen four, but John Wick two is still my favourite John Wick. Well, four blows out of the water. Does it? I'm looking yeah. forward to watching four, but I still read it. I watched, I rewatched the three of them a couple of weeks ago, and and two is still my favourite. But I watched that and came out, and it was like quite late at night at this point, and they were going into their final screenings, and I just decided I was going to go and see uh, Train Spotting two, so I went <laughs> immediately from John Wick to Train Spotting two, which I still haven't seen Train Spotting two. I quite liked it. Like I'll probably never watch it again, but it was decent. Yeah. I haven't seen the first film yeah and i feel like i should oh well, it, you gotta be in the right mo- yeah. it's it's one of i've only ever seen it once it's it's good but it's miserable tough it's tough <laughs> it's the um, kind of film i enjoy and then i also yeah. did i can remember going at like nine in the morning to go and see ready player one and then immediately <laughs> went into uh, after that i went to see isle of dogs yeah i don't think i've ever done it at the cinema i've done mm. plenty of times at home where i've watched like three mm-hmm. or four films in a yeah. day but like I can't remember going to the cinema and seeing like two in a row. Mm. I don't think I've done that. But I've, some blurry, boring answer. Yeah, I mean, mine, uh, my answer is not entirely entertaining. I watched Civil War and then we got um, on a like receipt. It was like, oh, 50% off your next ticket. So then we watched Batman v Superman right afterwards and mm. was severely disappointed. <laughs> Jesus, they are two films that try to do the same thing of which one is much more successful than the other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah that's the only time i've done something like that yeah lovely stuff i've got an email here from Stephen galley says hi team i finished god of war ragnarok's main story recently and found myself surprisingly initially underwhelmed i'm not quite sure what it was but i think i felt overwhelmed with all the new characters worlds and potential storylines to pursue so i ended up pushing through the main story until it was over as the sheer enormity of the game felt like it was weighing on my shoulders if i had to give it a personal review at that point in time it would have been a solid eight out of ten I listened to the spoiler cast episode you did ages ago once I rolled credits and realised there was loads I missed, so I jumped back in to wrap up a side quest or two. Weirdly though, I realised that I was suddenly enjoying the game 10 times more than I ever did before. That now means it's an 80 out of 10. <laughs> uh, I added that, sorry. Um, I'm not sure if it was the lack of impending doom, the beefed up Kratos I was now in control of, or knowing that the entire game world is open for me to explore without limitation, but it was suddenly way more fun. My question is, have you ever found a game more fun once you've once you've beaten it for the first time? I guess this could apply to some games with new game plus mechanics, but keen to hear if anyone's had a similar experience. Thanks, Stephen. I bet that's kind of what you were speaking about with Jedi earlier. Like, once mm. you've unlocked everything. Games like this, once you've unlocked everything, that have this, that slight Metroidvania element mm-hmm. to them, I always find it is best. Like, it's kind of similar in some ways with the Lego games. Just push through all the main <laughs> story, then go back and unlock everything in all mm. of them. Um, yeah, similar to that. I mean, a lot of games like that. One, actually, I feel like when I first finished the witnesses main story i thought this is very good this is like a very very good puzzle game it's not until i went back did all the optional stuff found all just the ridiculous like world puzzles and just like perspective things in that world and how ridiculously like engineered that island is that i thought like this is one of the all-time like best games i've ever played so that is one that i kind of looked more favorably upon after finishing the main story i think Mm -hmm. um I mean, in terms of, like, obviously New Game Plus, I'm actually quite excited at one point to play um, Resi 4's New Game Plus just because that... I'm going to say that. Like, collecting all of the guns and, mm. you know, kind of... Like, I had a really good time with... Uh, one of the things I love that that game does is when you trade a gun back in, you do get pretty much all your money back, so you can do a lot of ex- exchange and experimenting with the weapons. But to be able to do the entire game with all of the weapons to kind of 
pass around and also like you can get the rocket launcher right with unlimited ammo yeah. in it and i i quite like the idea of having a bit of a mad time with that um mm. in terms of things that aren't new game plus focused um to kind of jump back to the conversation we're having like in in the middle of the podcast i my replays of arcane stuff is always mm. like and obviously i love them the first time you know it's not like i'm going from struggle to adoration yeah but when you've not got the pressure of like you know in dishonored you want to do it like a perfect stealth the first time when you go back in with the knowledge it's like i'm <laughs> letting myself loose and i just want to use every tool i've got to yeah. create the most elaborate death trap for just this one guard that didn't deserve it <laughs> um that that's genuinely very fun mm. no yeah for sure i mean i was going to say resident Evil 4 as well like resident Evil games have always had a um good idea when it comes to just post game like unlockables and stuff like that so yeah resident Evil 4 remake absolutely agree yeah good stuff let us know if you have any games like that ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com what should we go for for some music um see there is one really good song in guardians but i always don't want to i don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it i don't want to drop that needle drop because it is it's very good i think not something um, from pitch perfect <laughs> oh my god i don't know if i can do that <laughs> you say are you trying to say that you think pitch perfect's bad i like half watched it once it was really into it. fucking good okay for you matt we'll, i'm we'll not play no i'm not per- i'm not no, i'm no, not gonna how about matt. into the woods if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do <laughs> oh why not i'm just uh, anything at this point into the woods why not here we go. Have a lovely week, weekend. Bye. Goodbye. Into the woods without delay, but careful not to lose the way. Into the woods, who knows what may be lurking on the journey. Into the woods to get the thing that makes it worth the journey. Into the woods to see the king, to sell the cow, to make the potions, to see, to sell, to get, to bring, to make, to lift, to go to the festivals, into the woods, to get, to bring, to make, to go to the festivals, into the woods, to get, to the bring, to make, to What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.